a good near of Shabbos to our friends and members at the Westmount Shul. This coming Shabbos, Parshas Nitzavim, is the last Shabbos of the year. And the rabbis tell us how special this last Shabbos of the year is. And I'd like to share with you some ideas to get us excited about this last Shabbos and to maximize what we can do in exploiting the spiritual benefits that are available for us this coming Shabbos. Let me share with you a mushal from the Dugna Magid. The Dugna Magid tells us a story of a king who was planning on having a very special banquet. And at this very special banquet, he wanted to have something very special to show everyone. And therefore, he wanted as a special attraction to have the most glorious goblet ever made. So he hires an artisan and tells him, I'd like a huge goblet that's exquisite that no one's ever seen before. I have all the money available, all the wages to pay, the, the materials. Tell me your price and how long it will it take. So the artisan gave the price and said it'll take six months. And the king said, fine, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a year. And now he says, and go to the treasury and take a year's worth of really great salary and come in a year, we'll have the party and everything will be fine. So the fellow goes into the treasury and this is once in a lifetime opportunity. He takes a lot of stuff. He comes home to his wife and says, dear, we hit the jackpot. We've got so much money, let's, you know, the king asked, how much time do I need? The truth is I only need three months. But I told him six months just to be sure, and he gave me a year with pay in advance. So let's take a trip around the world. Let's live an extravagant lifestyle and enjoy ourselves. And so it was, the fellow all of a sudden, as he's nouveau riche, decides to, to uh, uh, indulge in all types of pleasures with his wife and they quickly use up the money and then he starts borrowing the money and before he knows it he forgets all about the goblet and then he realizes it's only one month till the party and he's done nothing this is not gonna be good so what does he do he goes back to the royal guards at the treasure house and says, you know, I need a few more little things, a few more, a couple small diamonds of a little bit more gold, a little more silver, just to make the final touch-ups. And they give it to him. Now, what can he do in one month? He needs at least three months to do this. What does he do? He's got no time to make a big goblet. So what does he do? He makes a very small miniature goblet. You know, like something that you'd... Uh, after you make Kiddush and you pour into smaller goblets, he makes one smaller goblet, but it is mamish, the most exquisite um, uh, art uh, that done on a goblet. It was mamish, one in a million like that, but it was small. It's time for the great party. The artisan comes. Everybody's there. 
And the king says, oh, here's the craftsman. Here, show me the goblet. Where's the goblet? And he takes out this small little cup. And the king becomes enraged. He says, what? I asked you for a big goblet. So the person says, wait a minute, before you, before you react, please take a look at this and see the workmanship and show it to everybody. So they look and it's taka. Even this little goblet is like one in a million. It's unbelievable. The king says, oh, I see you can do a good job. But why'd you make a small one? So Arison knew he had to come clean. He says, your majesty, I have to be honest. I squandered all the money you gave me. I wasted 11 months of my life. But now I realize my sinful behavior and I want to give you just a sample of what I'm capable to doing. And I know you just, you could, you really by right should punish me and chop my head off. But I promise you, if you'll accept this and give me another three months, I will make you the most amazing goblet imaginable. And so the king, he overcame his anger because he knew what the person could really do. He gave him a second chance. That is the marshal of the Dubna Magid. And the Dubna Magid tells us this is the virtue of the last Shabbos of the year. The last Shabbos of the year, we come, we've had a lot of Shabbosim, and we, every Shabbos, is an opportunity for us to craft the most beautiful Shabbos experience with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And some of us maybe over the course of the year have not lived up to that potential and we've squandered many Shabbosos. There's been all kinds of reasons which we won't get into. Everybody knows themselves. Everybody knows if they've really used the Shabbos in the most beautiful way and some of us have not. And now we're coming to the last Shabbos and we're coming right before Rosh Hashanah. And we'd like Hashem to give us many healthy and lovely Shabbosos for the coming year. But then as we're coming to the main party, the main feast, which is this Rosh Hashanah on Sunday night and Monday, and Hashem is going to say, where is the beautiful goblet of Shabbos? What have you created for me? How embarrassed we'll be if we say we don't have that much to share. But yet there's still one more Shabbos. One more Shabbos, which can we can make a small sample of what a Shabbos should be. And just like every day of the last week of the year, we can make amends for every Sunday, every Monday, every Tuesday that maybe we did not use properly and we did not create supernal realities with every day we can make up for the year this Shabbos is the Shabbos to make up for the other 51 Shabbosos the other 51 Shabbosos where we may not have been keeping the Shabbos properly we may have desecrated the Shabbos 
or if we haven't desecrated the Shabbos, how we've slept through most of the Shabbos, that we really didn't create anything so beautiful, but Hashem now is the last Shabbos. And we can make up for all the other Shabbosim that maybe we did not live up to our potential. And therefore, let's take advantage of the one last Shabbos. Let's try to take in Shabbos early to show Hashem how much we appreciate the Shabbos. And for those men who go to shul, we bring in Shabbos early at 5.40. Oh, that's so early. I got so much to do, but the answer is, on this Shabbos, show Hashem what you could really do. Show Hashem that you could come to shul three times. Friday night, I know it's difficult, but give Hashem a good sample. And a good sample Shabbos morning. Come on time to davening. And come back for Shalashudas. Show Hashem a real Shabbos that you're capable of doing. We know the Ben Ishchai says that every word of Torah that you learn on Shabbos is worth a thousand times more than what we learn during the week. We have lots of time on Shabbos after our meals to learn Torah in Shul week. We learn Torah for two and a half hours over the course of the Shabbos as a group. Take advantage. Come. Don't sleep so much this Shabbos. You can still get a good night's sleep Friday night, but don't sleep away the Shabbos. When we have a Shabbos table, sings Miros. And if you come to shul, we always offer a kiddush and a luncheon. Come to the luncheon. De-stress the Shabbos. Enjoy. Hear the Divrei Torah. Sing a little bit at Shalashudas. Feel the energy of Shabbos. So Hashem will give us many more healthy Shabbosos that we should not, lo aleinu, have to spend a Shabbos in a hospital. We should not have to send a Shabbos in an emergency ward. Not to spend a Shabbos fretting over challenges that are coming to us. This is our opportunity to show Hashem the most beautiful Shabbos. And for those of us who feel that we've had great Shabboses, we can even have a better Shabbos. Or encourage someone else to have a beautiful Shabbos. And have them at your Friday night table so that they can experience an amazing Shabbos. Now this is all looking at the past. But now I want to take a look at the future of what this Shabbos does and share with you a few words for the Nesiva Shalom, which you can find in the fifth volume, Al HaTorah, the very last entry on page Reish Pe'alef that's called Shabbos Shalifnei Rosh Hashanah. And he brings the holy words of the Kabbalists that tell us that Shabbos brings all the energy for the coming week. Hashem created the world in six days for and gave Shabbos, and the Shabbos gives energy for the next six days. It's like filling up your car. 
and the car can go for six days, then it runs out of gas and you have to fill it up again. The world was created to last for six days and Shabbos is the fill up. And therefore, whatever you're going to get during the week, you're going to get from the Shabbos. All the more so when there is a Yom Tov coming up in the middle of the week, the Shabbos gives all the energy for that Yom Tov to be the Yom Tov it's meant to be. And especially, we know we have something called Shabbos Hagodol. We have something called Shabbos Shuvah, where the energies of Pesach and Yom Kippur are coming in from the Shabbos. But there's also the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, where Hashem's going to go onto his throne of judgment and we plead and hope that he will move from the throne of judgment to the throne of mercy, where Hashem will be judging everyone in the world. And where does all that energy come from? And what kind of energy will be there? All is from the Shabbos that comes before this. And certainly every Jew who stands before Rosh Hashanah asks himself a question. How can I appear before the king? How can I enter on this holy day and, and, and fall to supplicate before Hashem for all the things I've done wrong when I have created so many barriers between myself and Hashem through the mistakes I have made during the year? It's a day to coronate the king and the king's going to say, what are you talking about coronating? What about the fact that there's so many things you did not do that I did not want? So we're a little bit hesitant. Maybe a lot hesitant. How are we going to approach Rosh Hashanah? What's the entrance way to get into Rosh Hashanah? The answer is the entrance way is Shabbos. That's what makes this Shabbos so great because on this Shabbos Hashem gives us all the energies to be able to just like the energy that comes from above for Rosh Hashanah our energy to receive comes from this Shabbos but then of course the question is going to be how do I enter even into the Shabbos itself and the answer is this is the great gift of Shabbos Hashem told Moshe before he gave us the Shabbos, Hashem says, I have a beautiful gift to give the Jewish people, but please tell them that it's a beautiful gift. The beautiful gift is called Shabbos. And at Shabbos, what does Hashem do? Shabbos is the day of the bonding between the couple, which is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the Jewish people. And on Shabbos, Hashem brings us into his palace, into his Gan Eden, to experience the oneness with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as opposed to a Yontif is where the king goes down and sees what the children have prepared. And Shabbos, Hashem brings us up to him. And we really feel like the partner of Hashem. We're able to experience this otherworldly, feeling that we are mamish taken back to the world what was before the world was created where it's only Hashem and nothing else and when we get to that place where everything else is is meaningless and we understand that everything completely as a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and we enjoy it and we're so happy 
that is just a Kaddish Baruch Hu and the Jewish people that elevates us. And we feel connected to Hashem and we're able to make this a great Shabbos to be able to bring this beautiful small goblet to Hashem and then there's nothing to fear to come into the Rosh Hashanah. So therefore, this Shabbos is dealing with the past and dealing with the future. The past where we did not produce as much as we could have and this opportunity. How? How can I? How can I have the courage? How can I have the talent to make any goblet? It's because Hashem is grabbing us and taking us with Him. But the only problem is we have to want to be grabbed. We have to go to Hashem on air. Hashem says, Hashem, take me away. Take me into your lofty world. Hashem says, I'd love to. But can you get rid of your technology for a day? Can you get rid of all your thoughts of during the week? Can you stop sleeping? I want to take you away. But you got to want to come with me. Give me your hand and I will take you to places that you've never experienced before in the Shabbos. Through the vehicle of all the mitzvahs that Shabbos is all about. And this is what Adam Arishon realized after Cain murdered his brother and was being judged by Shabbos, judged by Hashem. And Adam Arishon asked Cain, knew what did the judgment come out to? He says, listen, I cut a deal with Hashem. I did tshuva and I'm going to live. And Adam Arishon said, what? There's such a power of tshuva. If that's the case, he authored the psalm, Mizmor Shirli Oma Shabbos. And we have to understand what is it that he didn't know until this time. And we are told that when Hashem decided how to deal with Cain, it says he put an oath, he put a sign on his head, and the rabbis say the sign is Shabbos. Because Cain said, how am I ever going to do tshuva? I've got all these Averos that are running after me. You have said, no, and not, I will be wandering. People, you know, things will chase after me. And the question is, what's chasing after him? Murderers? No, it says the Yetzirah keeps chasing after him. How am I going to be able to withstand all the challenges of my Yetzirah? So Hashem cut a deal. And he said, what? If you're going to do tshuva, I'll give you an assist. And what's the assist? Is the Shabbos. You can dip into the Shabbos and go into the Shabbos and run away and get closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this is again what Hashem said to Moshe. I have a matana tova. I have a great gift. But tell the Jews about it. What does it mean tell them? Because a lot of times a person can have a gift and not realize how valuable it is. A person can be sitting in Gan Eden and not even enjoying it. He doesn't even know what Gan Eden's all about. A person can be in the palace of the king and not even know he's in the palace of the king and not feel anything. So Hashem said to Moshe, let them know. Let them know how valuable Shabbos is, what one can accomplish on Shabbos. That you can literally go into the, into, the, into the palace of the king and get rid of all of the blemishes that are there. Hashem is prepared and willing to do all those things. For a Jew. But we have to want it. We have to want it. 
And I know there's pressures all week long, all year long, work, this and that, but make this the Shabbos that you got away to get off a little early from work and prepare yourself for Shabbos. It's interesting to tell a story with the two Halakha brothers, Rabbi Elimelech and Rabbi Zusha, and they used to feel the Shabbos, the holiness of Shabbos every week from its beginning to its end. And especially when they would sit down for the meals and discuss Torah amongst themselves. One time they happened to find themselves together in the same place and Rabbi Elimelech said to Rabbi Zusha, Brother, sometimes I'm afraid that the feeling of holiness I experience on Shabbos isn't a genuine feeling, but something I imagine. And if that's the case, then my worship of Hashem is also not genuine. So Reb Zusha replied, Brother, I have the same feeling sometimes. So Reb Elimelech asked, So what should we do? And Zusha replied, You know what? Each of us should hold a Shabbos dinner, authentic in every detail, on a weekday. And we should sit among other Hasidim and talk Torah. If we feel the sanctity of Shabbos, we'll know that our way is not one of truth. But if we feel nothing, that will prove that our way is true because it's really only because of the Shabbos. Interesting test. So they did that. Comes a weekday. They had a Shabbos dinner. They dressed in their finest clothes. They wore their shrimal. They sat with other Hasidim to discuss Torah. And they immediately had the same feeling of the holiness of Shabbos that they would feel on a real Shabbos. And the next time they met... Rabbi Elmelech asked, so brother, what were you going, what, what are we going to do? Rabbi Zusha suggested that they travel to Mezrich to consult their Rebbe, the Mezrich or Magid. And they go to Mezrich and they tell the Rebbe of their problem. And this is what the Magid of Mezrich answered. He said, if you put on Shabbos clothes and wore your strimal, and you had yourself a beautiful meal and you said beautiful divrei Torah, then it's only natural that you felt the holiness of Shabbos because these items have the power to spread the light of the holiness of Shabbos over the entire earth. And it is people in their actions that make the day holy. So you have no reason to be worried. It's even possible to experience Shabbos on a weekday. Rabbi Isai, if you can experience Shabbos on the weekday, Maybe you can experience Shabbos on Shabbos. But we got to act the part. Shabbos, Friday night. You dress like you're going to a wedding. Ladies, you're going to be lighting your candles this Shabbos. I know it's difficult. I know getting everything together is difficult. But when you light the candles, are you dressed completely Shabbos stick? Or just slap on a robe? And for sure you'll dress nicely, but for the house, not. Mindy, wear a suit Friday night. All I say is, if you've gone to a wedding, dress that way the entire Shabbos. Prepare divrei Torah to say at the table. Certainly you should talk with your children and family to catch up on what's going on during the week. No question, we have to love our family and guests. But the focus shouldn't be about politics the focus should be on what's to say about Parshas Nitzavim. What's to say about the fact that Rosh Hashanah is coming in less than 48 hours? 
How am I ready for Rosh Hashanah? What are my resolutions going to be? What are we going to do for Klal Yisrael? Singing Zmiros. If we dress the part for Shabbos on Shabbos, all the more so we will feel that on Shabbos. And the benefits will be amazing. Let me share with you a brief story of a Jew who lived in the city of Halberstadt. And his name was Mr. Hirsch, and he dealt with copper. He had a big business. And in the year of 1871, there was a, ger- a war between Germany and France. It broke out on Shabbos. On Shabbos morning, he received a telegram, and he couldn't open it. Every hour, he received another telegram. But only after Havdalah did he open all the telegrams. And this is what the telegram said in the following order. First telegram. The German government needs copper and we'd like to buy copper from you. We offer you 10,000 marks for so and so much copper. But since he didn't answer, they sent a second telegram. And the second telegram says we offer you 20,000 marks. And the telegrams kept coming until the last one. They were desperate they offered him 150,000 marks. And then he opened all the telegrams. After Shabbos and Sunday morning, he went to the station. He had to contact and he told them, to tell you the truth, I didn't ignore the telegrams because I didn't like the price. I would have sold it to you for 10,000 marks. I just didn't open the telegrams because it was Shabbos. But I'll sell it to you for 10,000 marks as the original price. Why couldn't he open it? Because Shabbos, he was up there with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the holiest realms. Who's worried about how much money and marks you're going to make? The German government could not believe how honest this person was. This reminds me of the story of Rav Papa. Remember the Gemara and Brachas. And the story went all the way to the German Kaiser. And he asked Mr. Hirsch to come to him. And the German Kaiser said, I never met an honest person like you. I guess that when you keep Shabbos, Shabbos makes an honest person out of you. And the Kaiser said, first of all, let me give you the privilege, or rather let me have the privilege of paying you 150,000 marks because you deserve it. We decided to give it to you. But above all, I would like to make you a baron. And of course, everyone has heard of Baron Hirsch. You know, a Jew should never forget for one second about Yerushalayim. And a Jew should never forget for one second about Shabbos. The Halakha, the Holy Karlina Rebbe, would say before Shabbos the following. And let me echo those words. Master of the world, I have fish for Shabbos. I have challah for Shabbos. But where do I get Shabbos for Shabbos? What did he mean? You know, it's a very special privilege to have Shabbos on Shabbos. Because it's possible to keep Shabbos, to keep every law, but to taste Shabbos, to taste the holiness of Shabbos is so special. 
So this is what our holy rabbis teach us. There is Shmira Shabbos, keeping Shabbos holy by not desecrating it. But then there's Oneg Shabbos, the bliss of Shabbos. The bliss of Shabbos, it's a special gift, a gift from Hashem. And therefore, we could try to do everything, all the actions. We have to remember, ladies, before you light your candles and men, before you go to shul and do Kabbalah Shabbos, let's ask Hashem, Hashem, where do I get Shabbos for Shabbos? Hashem, please help me. I'm, I'm, I'm extending my hand out. I'm doing everything I can to make this Shabbos. A Shabbos where I feel this connection to you. So I can enter into the gateway of Shabbos. Hashem, I'm here to make a miniature model of a Shabbos, the way it should look all the time. And I want to have the ability to come into Rosh Hashanah to coronate you and to be with you and to enjoy you and to be blessed with the Shana Tova Masuka. Rabbi Yisai, give us all this bracha. But you can't do it just by sitting in your house. We want to see you all out here as much as you can, as much as Hashem enables you to do to make that movement to show Hashem this beautiful goblet and Hashem should give us a beautiful year, Shana Tova Umasuka, a year of, as I said, that every Shabbos should be enjoyed so much. And there should not be any external things that get in the way of our beautiful Shabbos. Hashem should all give us the health and the parnasa and the nachas in the schus of Shabbos, of this great gift. Show Hashem how much you appreciate this gift before Rosh Hashanah and you will see how much Hashem will show you how much He appreciates you for the coming year. Have a good Shabbos and a Shana Tova. Amen.